0: Our scripture today comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 26, verses 1 through 11. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruits of the ground which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket Then go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, You shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey, So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God. Then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. The word of God for us this morning. Let us pray. God, we just thank you. We thank you because you indeed are good, and you have blessed us in so many ways. Lord, we come before you today, O Lord, just asking that you will continue to minister to our need of you this morning through this, your word. I ask, O Lord, that you will give me your thoughts to be my own, and that as I proclaim this scripture, O Lord, that you will speak to our hearts what we need to hear, open our understanding, In Christ's name we pray. Amen. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it, and settle in it, then do this. I I love how specific the instructions are in this scripture. For you see, the Israelites had a long history. They had been through a lot. In their history, they had been wandering nomads for a time. They had ended up in Egypt, where, as we know, they grew and multiplied. But then, eventually, ended up in slavery. They had been delivered from that and brought out by God, with the promise of receiving their own land. But they had had to spend a lot of time in the wilderness to get there, before they entered that land. So the instructions that we're receiving in Deuteronomy are for when they actually get there. They're instructions from when they actually possess the land, when they're in the time of that huge blessing of actually being in the promised land that God had for them. Why give instructions for that specific time? Because we have a tendency that when we are in a period of blessing or a bliss. That we tend to put God in the back burner and forget about him. That whenever we are experiencing that provision that overflows. All of a sudden we start thinking that it is us that did it and not God. Because there are times that we need to remind ourselves where we've been. And where God has brought us from. When you take possession of the land, when you're in the middle of the blessing, when you are settled in it, this is what you do. Now we are to enjoy God's blessings. It is okay to enjoy them. Some people feel guilty when they enjoy God's blessings. But God's blessings are meant to be enjoyed. You see, a blessing from God is an answer often to prayer. It's often something that we needed that God knew and God provided or God made happen in our lives. The promised land was definitely an answer to prayer for the people of Israel. They had not had a land of their own. They had been wandering. They had been slaves. They had been through a lot. And this was an answer to prayer, a place to call their own. Where they could be a nation together. God gave them that opportunity when He let them enter the promised land. But He did not want them to forget Him when they did. He did not want them to think that they did it themselves without God's help. And so He gives them these instructions when you do enter the land, you will take the first fruits. From the harvest of that land that God gave you. And you are to bring that to the place designated by God for his worship. Where his name is lifted up. And we know back then it was the temple. Today it's the church. That's where we bring that tithe and that offering to. And it should be something that you do with great joy. So look at how we are to bring these first fruits, the best of what we have. Because if we did our offerings and tithes in this way, it would change everything. Put it in a basket and prepare to bring it before the Lord. And when you come before the priest or the person that is in charge of that place where God's name is being lifted up, You're not just giving the offering and you're done and go home. It says when you hand it over, declare before the whole congregation what God has done. Now I want you to imagine that we did that today. Brought back the offering plates. Put them right here in the middle. Prepared the microphone. And as you came and put your offering on the plate, you step next to the offering, and you give a witness of what God has brought your family through three, four, five, six generations ago, all the way to present in summary format. And each one of us did that. Every one of us gave a witness to what God had done. I mean, they literally were supposed to declare their faith with their offering. It was an act of worship. It was an act of celebration. It was an acknowledgement that it was God that had done this all these generations. That God was the one that had brought them through the wilderness. That it was God that had provided for their needs. That it was God that had made the walls of Jericho fall down. That it was God who provided for every single step of the journey. So imagine putting your offering in and then stepping to the side and giving this speech. Today I declare that I have come into the job that God said would be mine the one my church family has been praying for, the one that God had brought me to through many situations, the one that God ordained for me at this time in my life and which God had prepared since the beginning of time. I was a wandering temp worker when God brought me out of that situation and blessed me with full-time benefits, And better co-workers than before. He saw my suffering at those other jobs. And how I was oppressed. And what I went through. I cried out to the Lord. And the Lord opened doors of opportunity. And not only did he open those doors. But he helped me walk through them. Into this opportunity that God had prepared for me. And so I bring the first fruits of that which God has given me. I set it down before the Lord and I bow down before Him knowing that it wasn't me that got that job, but it was the Lord who opened the doors and put me at the right place at the right time. What would happen if when we brought our offering and tithe we had to bring a narrative with it that explained the blessing that God gave us so that we could bring that offering or that tithe. Would that change the way we look at it? Because I've talked to a lot of people about offering and tithe, and i got to tell you, so many people think it's a bill or a tax. They're like, this is, is this my membership dues? We don't have dues, folks. Is it a tax? It's not a tax. Well, can I deduct this and that from it? And I'm like, sure, you can deduct anything the Lord didn't give you. Just deduct from that. But if God gave it to you, you got to count it. It's a blessing. How many times do we treat it as just a duty or a responsibility that we are going through the motions of doing because that's what you're supposed to do? instead of looking at it as an act of worship and an act of declaration of our faith. Whenever we give that offering, we are told that we are basically to humble before God and acknowledge that the fact that we even have it to give is a blessing from God. That without God, we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't be where we are. We wouldn't be in the situation that we are enjoying. And now imagine that after we give our speech, everybody goes with a praise God, hallelujah, celebration of what God has done in our lives and what God is doing in their lives. I think it would change the way we look at giving altogether. It would become something that we not only do, but we look forward to doing. We look forward to hearing what God is doing. We look forward to being able to give back to God who has already blessed us. We look forward to sharing the bounty of God with other people that don't know Him yet. How differing our attitude would be how much we would prepare to celebrate it. You know, I wasn't kidding when I talked to the kids about gift giving, I mean, I have seen people spend hours getting ready to give a birthday gift. I had one of those friends in college that thought that putting stuff in 20 boxes was really cool. And your gift was in like the little itty bitty box in the middle. And I was like, why are you doing that? He says, because it is fun. It is a joy to see them go and open up all the presents. Is it a joy for us to bring God our tithe and our offering? Are we worshiping God with what we give? Or are we so embarrassed of our gift we don't want anybody to know we even gave it? You see, sometimes we just treat it as a duty or a responsibility when it should be an act of worship. The scripture says that they were to bring the first fruit of their harvest. But we know that the harvest that God wants from our lives is not just in material things. But he wants the best of our time. He wants the best of our attention. He wants the best of our effort. He wants the best of our witness. He wants the best of everything that we can offer him. Not because he needs it. Because he already owns everything. But because it says something about what we believe. About where all that stuff came from. It says that we believe that the source of our provision. The source of our blessing. The source of our very being is the Lord Almighty. And that's a declaration of faith. And it says more about what we believe and about what we own. It says we believe in a God who continues to pour out his blessings on us every single day. At the end of the scripture, we are told that after the offering had been received, And after the declaration of faith had been made, and after the stories had been recounted of everything that God had brought them through, there was a big celebration about the bounty of God, of what God had provided. There was feasts in which everybody got to enjoy what God had given. And it was a time of coming together as one. Even the aliens in the land were able to enjoy what had been brought. And it was indeed a time of being, in Christian language, one body in Christ. What would it mean if we looked at our offerings and tithes every month in the same way as they were told to look at it when they brought that? offering to the altar. God has a sense of humor, and he had me preach on this after we messed up last month and didn't put in our tithing check. We made it up, but I don't like that happening. But you know what it was? It was a reminder to me that it wasn't just about the check And it wasn't just about the money. That it was about the attitude and the disposition when we gave that check and that tithe. That if I looked at it as a bill or as something that I needed to pay every month, I was doing it wrong. And that I needed to recognize that God already owns everything. You know, the church made it just fine last month without my money. So it wasn't about that. It was about my faith and my trust and my devotion to God. I pray that as we give our tithes and our offerings in months to come, weeks to come, that we will continue letting those become a testimony. Of what we believe in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you because you're inviting us to rediscover giving, to see it, O Lord, as an act of worship, an act of devotion, an act of celebration, an act of recognition of all your goodness and your grace in our lives. Lord, we just ask that you will help us to always give. We're grateful and thankful hearts, and to know, O Lord, that all that we have, all that we are, all that we could ever hope to be is because of you. Help us on this day to humble ourselves before you and to give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.